You are listening to Arts Written on Sin Nation, and we have our first guest for today. He's live here in the studio. Please, oh, well, Dinesy, would you like to <laughs> introduce our guest for us? Sorry, I nearly yep, stepped so, on your toes. It's okay. So in the studio with us, we've got Jack, a.k.a. Six Inches Uncut. Um, hi, Jack. Hi. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Such a treat to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> so um, could you please tell us why you're here and what is Six Inches Uncut? Um... Well, Six Inches Uncut is my cabaret moniker. For me, the name kind of came from when I was first starting out and first exploring what cabaret as an art form kind of means to me and what I wanted it to be and what I wanted to pursue with it. It kind of spoke to this thing that was very raw and very intimate and very vulnerable whilst also being kind of trashy and mm-hmm. kind of counterculture. So I was just like, what's something nice and intimate and vulnerable that I can tell yeah. people about myself as soon as I step out on stage that kind of plays to that thing? So yeah, Six Inches Uncut came from that. And also, we heard that you have this in your act or show, Taint. Taint. Yeah. Taint's actually been running since 2016, so it's coming up on two and a half years now. which is very exciting. Taint is essentially a cabaret lab where artists of whatever different experience level, whether it's the very first time they're setting foot on a stage in front of people or whether they're seasoned professionals who have been performing for decades, can come and road test work that's either brand, 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 sparkly new or work that's still in development. And the idea behind that was that as a cabaret artist and working in a, um, an art form that's so integral and so reliant on the interplay between the performer and the audience as being present participants of this experience, it's very difficult to adequately refine or rehearse material when you don't have an audience there. And so, yeah, I was just like, yeah, let's, let's make a little space where artists can throw that in front of some living, breathing people. And also it kind of functions as a, a social soiree so the audience are kind of very thoroughly encouraged to speak to the artists that they've seen to kind of give feedback and ask questions about the artist's practice and the yeah. work that they're developing and yeah it's it's a very mutual kind of exchange of an evening you mentioned just before that the show's been running for two and a half years now yeah. have you been have you made any changes rather over the years or have you oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, can you elaborate on that for us um every event i think something something changes something shifts just in terms of the show as it is now compared to what it was when it first started out when I was very young and a little more naive and hadn't learnt some of the really serious lessons that I needed to learn both as a producer and just as a human being. The show's become a lot tighter and a lot more refined and we're getting it to a place now where rather than having to be a bit of a ah every kind of time it kind of like it's it's gotten to a place where it very much carries itself now which is really really nice and the following that it's kind of developed over those two and a half years has meant that now whenever missions go open for artists to put forward acts to come and perform we get an overwhelming number every time so we're getting to the point now where we're able to fill out two and a half taints worth of performers whenever we open one lot of submissions which is <laughs> overwhelming but also like incredibly exciting yeah and the talent that we keep getting is just incredible how does cabaret sets apart from other theatrical or any genres of plays yeah for me i think the nearest comparison would be to standard more conventional theatre which is kind of what my background is in in terms of study and experience before I started to get into drag and cabaret because I guess they're both live events where the performer and the audience are kind of in the space in the room together I guess it's not always a feature but I think theatre has a greater tendency towards having that kind of fourth wall style of you know the artists or the performers are kind of like doing their own kind of little thing kind of irrespective of the audience being
being there. Whereas cabaret, something about the way that it as an art form kind of functions and exists is so much more of that interplay between what's happening on stage and what's happening in the room and that blending of those two realms into this one kind of liminal space. And yeah, for me, it's so much about that interplay and about almost blurring the lines of the hyper-stylized thing that's happening on stage and the kind of the world of the everyday that's happening amongst the chairs and kind of blending them to be this kind of middle ground where often deified performers are kind of brought down to be a bit more kind of raw and a bit more human and in turn the audience are kind of lifted up to kind of meet them in that middle ground so they get to transcend into this wonderful play space as well. I actually had someone once describe to me cabaret as a genre which is unashamedly sexy. Would you agree with that? (laughs) I quite like that, yeah. But also I, I think a big part of cabaret for me is being able to lean into the ugly and the unpolished and to kind of find the sexiness in that and even like when you think about sexiness it's like even the sexiest person in the world you know they've still got their flaws they've still got their ugliness and it's that interplay I think between the fantasy and the crack in the lens well actually you describe your show in your press release as trying to find the line between fantasy and filth yes so (laughs) I I think that's a very apt description yeah I think as well what that particular part relates to as well is the fact that because Taint is this playground for testing out new work sometimes you see stuff and it's ready to go to a festival and sometimes you see stuff and it's like okay maybe this needs to be workshopped a little bit more but that's kind of the beautiful part of Taint as an event and also Cabaret as a broader art form that you know even if a piece of work is a little bit clunky and kind of falls off track a little bit there's still something really magical to be found there and sometimes in those moments where things don't quite go to plan if you've got people in the space with you and you play with it and you lean into it and you kind of go with it you can explore that and see where that leads and oftentimes you'll find beautiful little gems that you can then incorporate into what you then go on to kind of refine and develop that you wouldn't have found otherwise if you were just rehearsing in front of a mirror or your beanie babies in your bedroom what is your role for this in ten or in six inches uncut? well six inches uncut as i said is the name that I kind of just put to my cabaret practice and then as six inches uncut I guess I'm the creator the producer of Taint and the host every event so you're hosting character yeah yeah totally yeah It's really, really fun. And since starting it, it's given a great opportunity to kind of like, because of the nature of it being an event for new work, to kind of push myself to kind of have a regular output of new material, which has also led to a great opportunity to explore other characters of mine that kind of exist underneath the Six Inches Uncut umbrella, I guess, which is nice. So I've got a drag character called Gail Force, who's started hosting every so often now as well. She loves the Christmas specials that we do, because <laughs> she's very like glam, daytime telly, uh-huh carols in the domain but just with none of the polish and it's interesting we're starting to kind of I've got a few plans simmering away to kind of bring in some other special guests special guest hosts for certain taint specials that might be coming up later in the year yeah can you tell us a bit about some of the other performances that you have working with you in taint yeah well uh, the every event we have a rotating lineup so it's very rare that the same performer will perform at one taint and then the next immediately afterwards other than (laughs) the first few events where it was kind of just me approaching some of my close friends like, hey, I've got this uh, show that I want to do. Do you want to come and maybe uh, help me realise this little pipe dream of mine? Um, So for the first few, it was like a lot of close friends of mine who were kind of like coming and doing the first maybe two or three. And then it kind of broadened out and we started getting new submissions. And every single time since then, we've it's almost like a 50-50 split of existing or pre-established performers. People who have performed at Taint before and newcomers, which is really, really exciting. So we have people from all over Australia. We've had some international artists as well, some people from Canada and 
the UK, I think, possibly. We've had so many, it's difficult to recall. <laughs> but we've also got a really great core team of creatives. We've got a little pool of like tech operators who kind of come and operate for us quite regularly. And our amazing stage manager, Catherine Kayla, who, who's been with us for a few years now, which is really, really amazing. Just this really nice core team of people who just make it work and make it work so well, which is amazing. What kind of things does Taint tackle or what can we anticipate from it? Taint, I guess it's kind of, it's quite open to everything. There's not really much of a brief to it other than it being new and developing work. So we've got artists who come from disciplines like cabaret, drag, burlesque, dance, music. We've got lots of musical acts, lots of lip sync, and then poetry and storytelling. We had our very first, like more conventional theatre style monologue at our last one for Midsummer, which was fantastic to finally have a little element of that. And I guess in terms of themes and concepts, it generally tends to be quite queer-centric because that's the community and the narrative that I kind of come from. And I guess being this space for exploration and for alternative performance styles, it makes sense that that's the crowd that it attracts. And also the fact that we host at Hairs and Hyenas and we have been for two and a half years, that's such a queer hub. So it's so wonderful to kind of house this yeah little queer microcosm there and in terms of yeah concepts anything and everything really I think some themes that continue to surface often tend to be gender and identity politics sexuality sex kink has started to kind of creep in there in a nice fun interesting way we've got some really wonderful like kink burlesque performers who have started to come and play with us which is really really fantastic yeah lots of classic cabaret fair love heartbreak and yeah, always that interplay between the beauty and the ugly and how they're kind of one in the same quite a lot. I'm very curious to know, Jack, when did you first find out about this whole drag cabaret queer scene? Was it something you were familiar with from an early age? In terms of my own creative exploration and creative development, kind of came to terms with my at least a portion of my queerness when I was like a teenager. And that's kind of around about the same time that I started doing theatre and then moving to Melbourne from New South Wales and starting to like study theatre as a childhood ambition that I'd always wanted to you know <laughs> pursue but then settling into that and I guess through somewhat through my um, my academic studies into things like gender as performance but then also through places like because I studied out at Monash Monash Uni Student Theatre which is such an incredible place to kind of find your feet as a young both artist and young person in general and kind of meeting new people and being exposed to new ideas and then leaving uni and navigating different queer spaces and kind of rejecting the kind of more conventional like gay male mold that I'd kind of found my feet in and kind of realizing that there was more to myself and then exploring more of those kinds of more diverse and nuanced kind of queer communities and how art and kind of performance play such a big role in that kind of sphere and kind of recognizing that I had had all of these different interests in like theater and gender performance and also I'm a little not no I won't say ashamed to say but a bit of an interest in stage magic when I was a teenager (laughs) and music and you know playing cute little instruments and things like that and then one day kind of realizing oh there's this big umbrella art form that all of these different elements kind of fall under or you know can coexist beneath and thrive within which is cabaret and I was just like oh my god yes and then all of a sudden you know the gates opened and I found the freedom to kind of play and cobble together my own weird little hybrids of all of these different art forms and then continue to explore all of these other I guess kind of like identity facets through that as well which is really really special yeah for sure if the primary school aged Jack were to see six (laughs) inches uncut performing on stage what do you think would be his reaction possibly a little taken aback initially uh (laughs) because yeah sweaty gaffer tape clad 
uh, <laughs> menacing drag clown isn't always, you know, the most immediately comfortable thing to say. Might give you nightmares, possibly. Yeah, um, but I think little Jack would be would be quite in awe, and I kind of I feel quite lucky to be in this position and to have the privilege to you know have been able to find a form of expression that I've always kind of felt like I've been heading towards, and I think it's really important to kind of like keep pursuing as artists on whatever kind of scale that you're performing or you know producing art to be to be the kind of artist that you needed to see when you were a kid and to kind of spark that sense of inspiration and creative motivation and also kind of just sometimes a sense of belonging to be like oh there are people out there who are weird and who wear you know capes made of glittery plastic and that's exactly what I want to do and you know maybe I can do that one day and I think for me there were certainly some influences when I was a kid people who I saw who kind of did similar things and I was just like that's what I want to do with my life yeah it's weird and spooky to kind of be like oh here here I am right yeah (laughs) doing the thing before we let you go Jack can you tell us when your show is taking place and where we can find more information about it? Yes. So Taint happens on the first Wednesday of every couple of months. Our next event is this coming Wednesday on March the 6th at Hairs and Hyenas in Fitzroy. You can find Taint Cabaret on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Taint Cabaret or on Instagram at using the little at at uh, Taint Cabaret. <laughs> Yeah, we post all of our lineup announcements and also call-outs for new artists. If you're out there and you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I have ideas, I have, you know, creative little morsels that I'd like to test out, and you would like to come and perform at Tank Cabaret, come along, have a chat to me on the night, and also fling us a little DM on Facebook and Instagram, and we can chat about how we can get you on stage. All right. Well, Jack Beebe, thank you very much <laughs> for coming into the studio to speak with us today. We've enjoyed having you. We'd love to have you back on at some point in thank the future. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Yep. And, of course, all the best of your future and Endeavors. Thank you so much, guys. Right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.